When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Rush Nation. We are back. This is Fast Action Friday, and the season is here after kicking off last night with the Lions at the Chiefs. Uh, to help me run through all, all the action, all the league news, we have an OG lineup for you today. Rob is here. How's it going, mate? Yeah, that's right. We are the OGs. I mean, obviously, Lewis isn't here tonight, um, but he was definitely a welcome addition. Um, oh, yeah. Hopefully, he can check this out when when he's when he's back here. Um, I just yeah, you know, I just thought tonight I would uh, just you know just rep um, the the t shirt. I can just put it on there for for those Jump of you the, who up. are listening on the podcast. Uh, I am wearing my Champion of Champions t shirt that myself and Pitsy earned last year. So the gauntlet is out there for anyone else who's in that league this year. Um, thank you very much to Stocks and Murph for, for that merch. Yes, um, thank you. We wear it very proudly. Um, yeah, it's great to be back and great to have a new season. We've got some of the same features that we had last year, some of the same bold takes, some of the same takes that turn out to be a steaming pile of rubbish. But, uh, you know, some Usually of them came mine. out good. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, some of yours were really good. I really liked some of yours thank and you. some of them did pan out. Um so hopefully we can start off with a really strong week this week. But um, first of all, let's start with one of our usual segments. It's Thursday Night Throwback. So, yes, uh, I imagine we will cover the score of this uh, as we go on through this segment, because we haven't actually put this at the start. Um, we're going to go straight into 
quarterback coverage for this game. Lions versus the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Very uh, tough environment for Detroit to go into. However, it was a far from Sterling Patrick Mahomes opening weekend stat line. After blowing the Cardinals away for five touchdowns in week one last year, he only managed two touchdowns this, this time around. Both came on short red zone plays. Uh, not only that, he threw his first interception in any of his week one performances when he started, and that turned into uh, a pick six from Brian Branch after Kadarius Tony deflected that uh, pass. However, this wasn't a case of Mahomes not doing his job. He did exactly what he needed. We saw ex- those glimpses of what we're used to seeing with Mahomes. He scrambled when he needed to scramble. He kept plays alive. He passed when needed. He threw away when needed. The, the In fact, this was a combination of drop passes. Tony and uh, a few others were primary culprits and some exquisite, in my opinion, Lions defending later on in the game. Plenty of opportunities for uh, Mahomes to make the difference, but um, the Lions, they they kept him at bay. Uh, His final stat line, 21 of 39 for 226 yards with two touchdowns and that interception. And then he also got 45 yards off his six carries. Uh, On the other side of the ball, Jared Goff, was a fantasy revelation last year. I think we can all agree we weren't expecting to do what he did, but their expectations are the same this year. And straight away, there were there were even signs of him making those quick decisions, throwing the ball into the turf to avoid a pressure pass and a hit very early on in this game. So the signs were looking good. The offensive line, they gave him time to make those moves. He moved the ball downfield in conjunction with his uh, running backs, and he even made had enough time to make those reads to make that red zone touchdown to Amon Ra St. Brown. There was a little uncertainty as the game progressed, as the Chiefs adapted, but we saw really good connections with St. Brown, with Josh Reynolds, rookie tight end Sam Laporte. I know a lot of people will be pleased about that. Uh, and against a rough opponent in a tough, hostile environment, you know, Goff was an active component in Dan Campbell getting his first opening weekend win and the Lions' first weekend win since 2017. Um, his final stat line, 22 of 35 for 253 yards and a touchdown with two yards and two carries. I haven't included his kneel downs there as well, but um, a really good stat line for, for Goff. Ended up with the better quarterback rating of the two. Oh, it was, uh, watching the, the highlights this morning, it was, both teams still, they showed us what they were doing at the end of last season. Just It just didn't yeah, seem definitely. to come together for the Chiefs. And I think a lot of that is down to that D that the Lions have got going. So uh, fair play to them, fair play. All right, so we're going to head on to the offensive coverage. Uh, the Lions offense just has some weapons. That line allows Goff to stand there and quite quite some time pick out his receivers, which mm. it's, it's, it's good to see. Uh, and he needs it, to be fair. When you have a player like Amon Rasen Brown, it just opens things up for Goff. Um, it's also looking like it's a well-balanced offense as well. And you throw in the rubber backs from Montgomery and the rookie Gibbs, a few people scoffed at how the Lions took him so high up in the draft. But yeah, yeah. looking at some of his big-time runs, you can see why they, what they saw in him. So it was nice. Quick rundown of the Lions stats then. Monty had 24 rushes for 74 yards and a touchdown. Gibbs, he had 742, two receptions for 18 yards. He starts the season with a nice six yards per carry. Ooh, uh, nice. Yeah, St. Brown, he got nine targets, seven receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Reynolds was in favour over Marvin Jones for the wide receiver two job. Reynolds got seven targets, four receptions, 80 yards. Jones did get six targets, but he only caught two for a massive eight yards. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when Williams comes back. Uh, obviously, that which three I'm looking at it. Reynolds seems to be playing all right at the moment. 
Um, mm. Obviously, just a quick point as well. Rookie tight end Laporta, he held on to all five of his targets for 39 yards. So a nice little start for him too. Chiefs, I mean, you just spent about Mahomes. He was doing his thing. He flashed his usual um, offensive prowess, but he had some wide open targets, some nice gaps kind of going through when they were available. But without Kelsey, they they just lacked that extra edge. I mean, they, they moved the ball on occasions, but just when it mattered, it just didn't seem to be working for him. Obviously, that you mentioned Tony with his wide open, the ball just went straight through his hands for that pick six, which just didn't help at all. It just didn't seem like it was the Chiefs' night. Um, Chiefs staffs quickly. Pacheco, eight rushes, 23 for, uh, with four for four receptions and 31 yards. Like the running game just didn't seem to go because CEH, six for 22. And Lights pretty much just stopped the run for both of those two. Sky Moore, this is where it gets a bit uh, fun. Sky Moore, three targets, no catches. Tony, five targets, one catch for a massive one yard. And obviously that pick six as well. Um, Rookie Rashi Rice got five targets, three receptions, 29 yards. So mm. that's quite a positive for them, which is going forward is good. And they also got that big touchdown as well, which was uh, great to see. MVS, two for two, 48 yards. Justin Watson was involved, four targets, two receptions, 45 yards. Gray, the tight end after Kelsey kind of was out. He got five targets, three receptions, 31 yards. Blake Bell, he had three targets, two catches, 12 yards, and a touchdown. So when you're kind of looking at it, you can see that there's many players involved just lacking that bit of magic that Kelsey just seems to have. But again, was that all down to the Lions' D? I want to say that when Kelsey comes back in, like they've been very clearly running the plays for Kelsey, like the fact that Gray had all those connections, wide open targets for Gray in quite early on in the game. Blake Bell got the touchdown as well. I reckon that would have been Kelsey's had he been playing. Something that the, the Lions did really well in this game was they really stopped any kind of like end around from wide receivers. They they put them to bed very, very quickly. And I think something that is quite telling in here is uh, Jarek McKinnon only had one catch for 10 yards, uh, which destroyed my fantasy team, unfortunately. I think a lot of people <laughs> expected him to do more with Kelsey being out. But also in his stead... Isaiah Pacheco getting four receptions from 31 yards. I believe that continues a trend that happened at the end of last season where he was more involved in the uh, the pass-catching game. So we might see McKinnon in his age start to fade out and Pacheco actually getting a more of a bell cow role rather than just being the early down back. Quite um, quite good, good value if you manage to get Pacheco for, for where you got him last season. But I think Kelsey being not only a target hog, but also a big distraction for defences, will help these other players get into more space. They won't get as much coverage. Um, so we, we'll see some of these players do much better and have more time to adjust themselves, catch the ball. But like you said, it's the, the Lions D did not give any time for, for these players to do what they do. They, they were superb. The depth up front really shone, gave the Chiefs O-line a lot to worry about that night. Rookie Brian Branch has been getting so much praise in this offseason and him and the other players in the secondary did a, a superb job, made it very difficult for those skilled players. Branch reacted very quickly to the bubble pass to make that pick six, brought the Lions back into the game, gave them some new life when things were getting a little bit uncertain a bit. You know, they got a bit frustrated. They closed down a lot of that that running uh, attack. It's it's important not to jump up the, the gun on these Chiefs players. They were, they were just really outclassed by a well-drilled and determined, you know, uh, Dan Campbell defence. The Chiefs unit, they, they came away with some important point scoring plays if you had them in your fantasy lineup. So they had a re- fumble recovery. 
uh, forced fumble and recovery from Jameer Gibbs, his first ever fumble. So hopefully he'll put that aside and not have any more. And he also, they also got the sack on Goff as well. So if you have the sacks scoring in your league, that will give you some points as well. There were some outstanding performances from several in the unit, but I think this just shows that, you know, if the offence isn't performing to its usual standard, they're going to have to work hard to keep the team in the game. Yeah, great, great point. It just, yeah, that, I just I just like the way that the, the Lions D run by Dan. They just, they just seem to be all together, all for one, and just absolutely, like I say, biting, biting knees, isn't it? Biting in knees. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, and they will. They clearly do. No, good. All right, right then. We're moving on to the injury report. All right, just like last season, we're going to give you a quick rundown of a few players just to keep an eye on over this weekend period to try and work out whether they're going to be in your lineup or not. Starting off with some more tight end news. The lovers hate to hear. Uh, Mark Andrews had a really good chance to make waves in week one with Travis Kelsey being questionable and obviously out last night but he has now been limited in practice with a quad injury. So a little dink in Tom Todd Munton's uh, passing revolution. So we'll see how they get on with that. Well, Sam Laporte at the moment, tight end one. Boop, boop. You know, a lot of people <laughs> will be will be pleased about that until the Sunday slate starts. Yeah. Um, Marquise Brown, he he's also been limited in practice this week because of a hamstring injury. So that takes even more weapons away from the Cardinals' offence. And based upon their general direction, I doubt they're going to be rushing him back. You know, we, we, we've seen that hamstrings can be quite risky to rush back as well. You don't want to be too careful. You know, Cooper Cup getting his uh, his further injuries after his off-season recovery. At, oh, and, I know it. Yeah. We saw, we saw that really poor rep, a video of a, a really poor rep from Marquise Brown where he just he looked really outclassed. So, um, yeah, hopefully he will... He'll be back soon and he'll be playing much better than that. Um, however, if you think about, you know, my team, the Carolinas, their whole starting wide receiver um, group could be out this this week. You know, they're at risk of missing the opener. Uh, Adam Thielen, he's got a lingering ankle injury. Terrace Marshall has a back injury. And now DJ Chark has been ruled out for week one with a hamstring injury. So it's going to be Amir Smith-Marset to the moon if you want to take a chance on Carolinas receivers. Brilliant. Uh, it seems to be wide receiver heavy this time. Jerry Judy has managed to practice in limited capacity after worries about his hamstring. Let's see if he can overcome it and boost up that depleted passing attack this weekend. Another team missing some wide outs. Green Bay. The Packers are on thin ice on who to start at wide receiver. Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs and Dontavian Wicks are all holding hamstrings. It's a bad time to have hamstrings. Hopefully at least yeah. one, of them, one of them can make it through to play week one. Now, I mean, that would leave uh, Jaden Reed maybe as one of their only healthy wide receivers. I think Stocks really likes Reed. Um, so this could be a great opportunity for Reed to take take a step forward and for Stocks to prove them haters wrong. There you go. Um, Zach Moss is back to practice in a limited fashion after breaking that bone in his arm. It's unlikely that he's going to make it to the game squad for week one because of the stable of running backs they've got behind him. And but you never know. You never know. He might might pop up and make some plays. But why would you want to risk, you know, an arm an arm break when you've got, you know, Dion Jackson and Evan Hull and you know yeah. all the other ones who can take over as well. Exactly. Uh, a couple of running backs actually to go along with that one. Uh Ramondre Stevenson, he was missing from practice today. No injury news with it from Thursday, so something to watch over the coming days. 
there's not really any news on that just yet. Uh, Kenneth Walker, he was limited with a, a groin injury on Thursday. So, again, another one to watch. And last but not least, another wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. This is good news. He was limited this week, but has no injury designation going into the weekend and should be good to go for the Cardinals game. Yes. So not only do the Cardinals lose lose a wide receiver one, the Commanders gain a wide receiver one. Yeah. All right, let's finish off, as we always do, with weak points. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I realize we're not finishing up on weak points. We're going through weak points first and then. Anyway. Uh, so this is where we go weakest against, okay? So you can try and work out whether you can play some of your players against some of these uh, areas that are weakest to play against, or uh, well, strongest for you guys to play against. So we're going up for the quarterbacks first. Fantasy Pros put the Lions, Dolphins, and Chiefs as the worst quarterback against the quarterbacks. Uh, though two of the teams went up against each other last night, so technically one is the worst, one is the best as it stands. Dolphins come up mm-hmm. against the Chargers, so Justin Herbert can start off an MVP campaign with a blistering performance at the weekend if the Finns defence starts as it finished last year. Absolutely, and uh, I definitely slipped uh, Josh Reynolds into some of my flex positions, and he would have been my flex of the week, as he has been several times over the last few seasons. However, I think that would be a bit unfair for me to put him in after delivering what he got last night. Um, Weakest against running backs last year, Fantasy Pros had the Texans, the Bears, and the Seahawks as the worst three defences against the running backs. The Texans play the Ravens, and we know what they like to do with the running backs, but will it be different this year with that pass attack? The Bears play the Packers and the Seahawks play the Rams. And uh, a question for you, Pitsino, who do you fancy to dominate out of those three opponents? Well, when you look at, you just talked about all the wide receivers for Green Bay being out, I am liking Jones uh, to be running wild against the Bears D there. So, yeah, I'll go with the the Packers running backs to uh, play nicely this weekend. All right, weakest against the wide receivers. We've got Titans, Vikings, and Lions were the three that are weakest against the wide receivers in 2022. Tennessee faced the Saints. Minnesota are up against the Bucks and the Lions, as we know, faced the Chiefs last night. But they didn't do too bad, really. I think they, they proved some some haters wrong with that game, like with the, how many yards and ta- uh, receptions people ended up with comparison to the number of targets they received. I think they did pretty well in that well, yeah, game. Especially against um, those two who were kind of slated to be their one and two wide receivers. They didn't really do anything. So, yeah, I think they, yeah. Uh, they faced them quite well last night. 
we'll have to see what um, the Saints do against the Titans because if uh, Alave does what he did last year, but they've also got Michael Thomas back, you know that that could be quite a uh, a One tough duo punch. for the Titans yeah. to face. Yeah, and then. Mike Evans, he's cleared his injury designation as well. Obviously, he's got the trade talks at the moment, and you know, there's talks that Godwin and Evans could be out the door this year if the books are looking at a rebuild. But if they start strong and they do play in Minnesota, could be having one of those high-scoring games. We know that they they are good to have, you know, a one-score game. Uh, they got a lot of one-score games last year, so you know, there's a chance that this could also be a shootout as well. Weakest against tight ends, and we uh, we talked about these three teams a lot last year because it virtually stayed unchanged for the entirety of the 2022 season, and that is the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins. Uh, the Cardinals get the Commanders, the Seahawks get the Rams, and the Finns get the Chargers, so that's two areas where the Chargers stand to dominate against their opponents. Um, with Cooper Cup out, I'm sure we will see the ball pivot towards Tyler Higby. But if Logan Thomas stays on the field, he could be an old friend for Sam Howell. Should, oh, ignore that. It says, should Terry McLaurin not make the team this weekend? Well, he has. That's even more of a threat then. So, um, yeah, let's stick with Tyler Higby. And that links very nicely onto Flex of the Week. So you you get no prizes for guessing who my flex of the week is going to be this week, and it is Tyler Higby, uh, tight end for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, several factors here play into my choice. Tyler Higby is an old friend. He's an old head in the Rams team. One of the last men standing from their Super Bowl postseason run. They've they've cleared house quite a few times since then. And he's one of the veterans that Matt Stafford can trust and actually knows the name of. You know, he hasn't got him in his book on his cheat sheet. You know, he he will know who Tyler Higby is. Um, And especially as Cooper Cup isn't going to make week one, you know, he's going to be turning to him as one of his favourable reads in in this game. I believe the the Rams will will be playing from behind. There's going to be a lot of passing going on in this game as well. Uh, And as we said in weak points, the Seahawks were one of the worst teams against the tight end position last year. And we do like to think that some teams will identify that problem and turn it around. But the great additions they've made this offseason, even Devin Witherspoon and Jamal Adams, you know, Witherspoon's questionable with a hamstring injury. Jamal Adams is officially out this week. They're not the only players in this secondary who are out this this uh, this week. So it's going to be a weakened secondary that Higby will come up against. Uh, I think there's a lot of factors there that will play into him being. I don't want to, I don't want to go too bold on the first week, but a top six top six tight end. This week, Oof. well, we've already spoken about with uh, a couple of injuries to the tight ends. There's it's all to play for, so well, that's fair play. I like, I, I do oh, like, yeah, I do true. like that pick. No, I do like that pick though. So that is that is good. All right, and so I have gone with Brian Robinson this week. So it's not a sexy pick, but the Cardinals are on their little tank job, and Washington could take mm-hmm. advantage of that uh, very nicely this weekend with the first game. Not only that, but Sam Howell has only played in one game, don't forget, at the end of last season. So they may well try and help him out with the running back work to take off that pressure. Wow, really? He's only played in one game? That was unexpected. I thought he would have played in more. Like, based on how he's been talked about, I thought he'd played in at least half the season last year. Uh, I don't know whether or not it's here. The last game of the season, and that was it. Wow. Was Was the stat line all right? (laughs) <laughs> uh, to be honest, I haven't looked at these stats, but the way that um, oh, who's Washington uh, coach now? Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, there were. It was them and uh, who's the head? Who's the head coach? My mind is just gone blank. 
That's it. Ron Rivera. So yeah. big Ron, he was yeah, he was chatting him up saying he couldn't believe that he didn't play him sooner because he saw some and we should have put him in earlier and this, that and the other. And I was like, we shall see how mm. this uh this goes out for him. But yeah, like I say, to take a little bit of the pressure off the the running backs are gonna work for him. And I feel that yeah. Brian is definitely the better of the two of their uh, main running backs. Yeah. Well I did say in my in my preseason. Fast Action Friday that um, Sam Howell could be my flex of the week at some point just because of how you know well he's in, clearly incorporated into that offense because I think he's played for more than one game um, <laughs> but also the, the staff around him and how much they believe in him uh, and like you say these players around him will be giving him that support and allowing him to grow in confidence throughout the season so yeah I, I like this pick as well uh, I do I like both the Commanders. Um, yeah, it was hard to choose, but I wanted. I like Brian Robinson a little bit better. So, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll see how both those pan out. I've been listening to around the NFL. There are other podcasts out there available, but I know they've been looking at their picks for this season and like betting sandwiches. I think that's quite a nice, you know, nice idea. Uh, how about we do like a bet? We'll do it each week, and the person who gets the best flex score out of the choices gets a point, and the person with the most points at the end of the year, they get a sandwich from the other two. Yes, love that. Yeah, a proposition, that. which we'll call the propositions, that's what the ACM, and, and the around the NFL team call them, isn't it? So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, because they can't bet, can they? They're not allowed to bet. Yeah, not allowed to bet. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll come up with what the, the exact rules are, so maybe it's like certain positions outside the top something, you know, for the week, and then we have to work out who's going to be the better out of the rest. So I think that'd be quite a nice way to do it. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Sweet. And I'm sure Lewis will be on board as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. He'll let, him know. He'll let us know. There we have it. We are almost at the main Sunday sledge for uh, week one. I am absolutely buzzing that the season is back. So mm. are you uh, able to watch anything this weekend? Uh, I am, yeah. Yeah, we'll be watching uh, the early slate on our streaming service nice. via Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, we're not quite pirates, but we, because um, we're, we're still playing the NFL. So, uh, yeah, we will be, I'll be watching the Red Zone with uh, Scott Hansen with uh, maybe four four of his his hours of commercial free football. Nice. Yeah, I'll be missing. How about yourself? I'm missing out on the Steelers game because it's live on Sky and I don't have Sky Sports anymore because I went for Game Pass uh... last season. Yeah, uh, I do have uh, Game Pass this season on obviously the zone, but uh, it'll be blacked out, so I won't be watching that. So I'll probably be on Red Zone for the the whole seven hours of commercial free football, which I am yes. looking forward to. Oh, very much so, very much so. Six o'clock Sunday, I'm on that couch and go. no one is moving. Done, me. done. Yeah, nice one. Well, thank you very much, Rob and uh, Rush Nation. Until next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.